I'm Elizabeth Rago. And I'm Stephanie Donovan. And together we are Modern Domestic Moms. A podcast where we discuss our mama mania, sharing our perceptions and insights as we relate to you and the moms around us. So go ahead, fill your glass, and join in with us on the conversation. Because mama ain't easy. And you don't have to do it alone. Come Come sip sip with us. Oh my goodness. I'm back. She's back (laughs) and resurrected. Can you even believe? No, this is not a rebroadcast. This is live and in person. I'm not dead. Miss Elizabeth Rago. I haven't died. Stephanie and I did not get in a fight. No. <laughs> no. Just... Actually, somebody asked me that. You you have not been on the podcast. And I'm like, and then my friend was like, did you guys get in an argument? I'm like, no. <laughs> Stephanie and I don't get into arguments. <laughs> no, people love to invent that drama. Totally. No, I was like, no, it's boring. I just had health issues. <laughs> Yes, but I will say we've had some lovely guests that have stepped in to help me out because it is... It's I, hard. It's hard. Yeah. You, I don't know how anybody can do a podcast by themselves. And I never styled our podcast to be by myself. Like, it's not. It's a back and forth. It's a conversation. And so I don't want to... Podcast. I did one by myself. Well, technically, it was like me and my crock pot. Well, it was last, the last one. And I liked it. it. You know what it was like? It was like me being on the phone with you. Yeah. And then I, like, well done. didn't have the energy to talk, so yeah. I was just, like, loving just listening to you talking. Yeah, and I just go, Elizabeth, um, I called you so I could just spurt recipes at you. <laughs> well, I'm just glad to be back, so thank um, you for doing such a great job. We are so glad to have you back. You are, like, the foundation of this entire organization it's here. It's a shaky foundation <laughs> these days. <laughs> Before we get to what we're sipping, because... We're going to do that. Um, Some housekeeping. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, always, please, please share the pod. Help grow our community by sending the podcast to your friends, to your family. You can text an episode. Open the episode. Click on the dots in the bottom right-hand corner that's on Apple and just click share. And you can pick who you share it with. And we so appreciate that because that's how we get new listeners. It's really just one by one. And don't forget to come talk with us on Instagram. That's where we post the most. And we are posting recipe ideas, Sunday self-care shares, and an endless amount of sometimes affirming and sometimes snarky Instagram stories. I love the stories. Like I, it's almost I have so like much fun with them. Going and looking for like happy, funny news in the morning. I'm yes. like, yes, 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 <laughs> and then just laughter. Yes. Should I talk about MDW? Yeah. Okay. Super quick. Yeah, so Um, we've got some updates going on um, over at Modern Domestic Woman that I thought we should dive into. Yeah, so the Modern Domestic Woman is a platform and a community for women that I started about seven years ago, and it was really just a side burner passion project. And actually, I just went balls out and decided to make it a small business, and I am like hitting it at 150 miles an hour it's no longer on the side burner it's now on the front burner and i'm really excited about that so i know there's a lot of big things that are happening and if you go over to mdwcares.com that is our main site and there's just support over there and there's just going to be a lot of great interviews um we are anchored in the western suburbs at the moment but you know world takeover is not that far behind (laughs) 
You can also go to themoderndomesticwoman.com. Okay, so themoderndomesticwoman.com is like an umbrella site. It's really just like a static site. We'll have to drink heavily before we get into that part. But the care (laughs) site is where all the like referrals are and great articles. So okay, yeah, okay. Well, on that note, what are we sipping today? We're gonna pop a bottle. Oh my gosh, I'm. I have. Well, I can't say champagne because it's not from Champagne or whatever the hell that is. Is it champagne? It is. <laughs> faux pain. It is um, Prosecco, but we are going to pop it and it is bubbly because this is a celebration. It's a celebration that I did not die. <laughs> it's a celebration oh, that Elizabeth is back. It's a celebration of modern domestic woman and it's a celebration that Kellen is potty trained. <laughs> Stop. Is he really? Um, yeah. Thank God. It, yes. Now, don't get too excited because that doesn't mean I'm still not cleaning up shit and barf because... Right. The dogs. The dogs. The, the cats. cats. Yeah. And yesterday, Kellen, you know he's still discovering how the potty works. Um, <laughs> so he stuffed... He pooped. He stuffed it with toilet paper. He flushed it multiple times until it was overflowing. Okay. And then he came upstairs and got me... And he said, Mama, come here now. And I go downstairs, and there's the potty overflowing. Oh, and then to just finish it off, he just peed all over the top and onto the floor (laughs) before he walked out to get me. (laughs) Just christened it. Um, And then he came and got me. So, Well, I'd like to tell you that that just happens with littles, but Claudia, does. my nine-year-old, does the same thing. Like, literally takes half a roll of toilet paper and just wipes and wipes and wipes and wipes. He has no concept of, like, where to tear it or what it is. (laughs) I am scared of this popping situation. I'm scared, too, but I'm going to do it anyway. You have to encounter your fears in this world. Holy shit. I know, you guys. Oh, I shouldn't do it at the glasses. Okay, ready? That always makes no, I peed a little. God damn it. Side convo. I just met with a pelvic like health specialist today, yes, because I am no. like peeing my pants and I've had it. I peed my pants today too because and of coughing. Here's oh. the thing, we have a women's health expert. Somebody gave us a physical therapist. I just haven't gotten in contact with her yet. Wait, that is coming up. Is and her we name also- Jamie Justice? No. Okay, because that I'm interviewing a woman named Jamie Justice for oh. an MDW, all about like how, like why you pee your pants and how not to. Yes, <laughs> and also we uh, one of our affiliates or our friends on Instagram is the Bladder Coach. Oh, that's right. and we can talk to her too, Catherine. See, I would love to do that because I'm learning so much about like the pelvic floor, and Ugh. I don't want to pee pee myself anymore. I like don't want to talk about the pelvic floor because to me it's like. You know, oh, when it's you have, scary. Have you seen yeah. pictures of it? No, I don't want to. It feels to me like when you have terrible floors and you don't want to get the quote for them being redone. You're like, no, don't talk about it. Ew. <laughs> I'm then I, you know what? I'm going to send you some pictures anyway. I don't want to redo my pelvic floor. It sounds expensive. <laughs> and like, I, I don't like the finish. <laughs> oh, well, I'm excited. Look at this. This wow. is very fancy. Oh, yeah. oh that is That was gorgeous. a good one. Wait, I talked. Let's do it again. Okay. This it sounds like it we're beautiful. playing music. Oh, side note: as Callan got potty trained, one of my cats potty trained themselves. <laughs> so, Harlow, the fourteen-year-old barfing one, she decided she does not want to go in the basement anymore to use the litter box, and so I started leaving the shower open. She pees down the drain. What? It's kind of ingenious. I've seen her do it. 
Instead of going downstairs to use the litter box, she instead goes in the shower and just like puts it down the drain. What about poo-poos? That goes downstairs. <laughs> and it's hit or miss. So this is like such an interesting home. Every time I come in here, it's something new. Oh my God. <laughs> Yummy. That's like nice and sparkly. Okay. So changing things up, you're passing the pod love. I am. I have a wonderful friend that I would love to recommend. Um, her name is Sita Hood and she is a licensed therapist. So if you want actual real professional advice <laughs> instead of just Stephanie and I talking about I mean I think we we have valid advice but if you want an actual therapist that you can trust Sita is really amazing so she brings a very real approach to mental health and she has a new podcast called the Lovish podcast Um, And each Tuesday, she breaks cookie cutter molds on mental wellness, faith, relationships, and love. So whether you're a boss babe, like building your empire, or a high achieving career woman, this show will give you practical strategies for daily living. Now, heads up, she's a Christian gal, so she really focuses on and like brings in the word. So she, you know, gives Bible verses, um, and she also really speaks to women of color, but Spoiler, I am not a woman of color. You are. I am a white girl. And I love listening to Sita because she is, you know what, it's just like sitting down with us. It's like sitting down with a girlfriend and having somebody be very real, but also give you like very wise, practical tips. So listen to Sita on the Lovish podcast. She drops every Tuesday. And I think you would benefit from just... Love-ish to it. L-O-V-E-I-S-H. Yes. All right, shall we get into the episode? Let's. So every single one of us has gotten it. The unasked for, the overstretch of advice, the knowledge, the expert opinions from a relative, a neighbor, peer, colleague, acquaintance, random stranger. It can happen around any circumstance, but most often when we run into this, it's because we have kids. Have you had a kid before? Congratulations, you're now an expert, and you get to spew all that expert wisdom (laughs) on everyone around you. And if you can say you've never been given unsolicited advice, then do a little self-check because chances are you're probably the one giving it. I'm just chuckling over here because (laughs) so much has happened in the 15 years that I've been a mother. So how do you deal with it when it happens in the moment? Do you assume that the intent is good? Do you smile and nod? Or do you cut it off at the pass and protect your boundaries? How about when those same people do it again and again Mm -hmm. and again? How can you preserve your sanity and relationships before you snap and someone gives you the, well, you know, or you should try this? We have some thoughts. <laughs> we have several. Yeah, several thoughts. Absolutely. So let's start with when this tends to happen for you in your life. <laughs> um, well, I, I really thought about this, um, and I know for a fact that the subject of meds. I was going to say, dealing with health issues as you have been lately. Yes. So it's, You probably get a lot of this. It's the now. Let me just preface this with: before I had children, I swore that I was never going to medicate my child on any kind of antidepressant or um, 
any kind of like ADD medication. I thought that there was always a way and a reason. And yeah, there is always a way and a reason. Um, However, you don't know shit until you have been in that specific situation. So you could have all the grandiose ideas in the world. And even when you become a parent, you can recognize, but until you're in that situation, you're faced with it, Mm -hmm. you don't know anything. Yeah. So I'm just going to say it. So on the subject of meds, there's always, and it's funny because it's on both sides. It's you shouldn't medicate your kid and... Maybe you should give your kid more. <laughs> it's like there's yeah. no winning. No. There's no winning. Um, so the subject of meds, and that's difficult because there's always reasons. Yeah. Like own personal reasons that people come with that. Um, so that opens up a whole can of worms. Now I don't. I just move on. And uh, we have some suggestions for yes. like how very you specific. should. Very specific. So I'll, I'll touch those there. But then also on um, behavior and special ed, there's oh. always a lot of unsolicited advice on, on behavior. So my oldest is on the autism spectrum, and he was diagnosed very late um, in fifth grade, which is considered late because we, didn't, yeah. we weren't able to give him the right support services when he was little. And he did. He had a lot of, like behavioral problems that and now knowing had to do with sensory overload um but we thought it was just defiance so a lot of people were well you know you should be spanking more you should be (laughs) you should be that child should be on meds that child shouldn't be on meds that child should not be eating gluten um so around the behavioral topic there's so much unsolicited advice. Yeah. So, you know, when you're, you have a little kiddo that's maybe, you know, and I'm using air quotes, like misbehaving. Right. There's a lot of, like, explanation that I had to do behind that. And, and I would listen to a lot of people's unsolicited advice. That has changed, yeah. however. Yeah. So I would say around meds, the topic of meds and special ed. Sleeping. Oh, Everyone's a sleep expert. Oh, you didn't know that half your friends went to college and got degrees in and are sleep consultants because everyone has the answers about why it's working for them. So that was a big pain point for yeah. me. So I would say those are the three areas that I get the most unsolicited advice. Not so much the older they get, but now the unsolicited advice is a little bit different because it's, well, where is your child going to apply to college? So I value education. Believe me, I'm getting my master's degree. However, I don't think that that's the only way that you can have a career. Mm -hmm. I think that in today's day and age, you can do other things depending on what you want to do. You know, you can't be a brain surgeon without going to medical school. But there are other things that maybe you don't need to or you can be in a trade. So that's the recent unsolicited advice. Like, how can you encourage them not to go to school? And I'm here we go. Like, I'm not encouraging them not to go to school. I'm just yeah. telling them that they have options. It's not just this one thing that they need to do after high school graduation. So how about you? Because you have the littles. And I feel like that's when there's the most unsolicited advice. There is a lot, and not by people who also have them, but usually from people who used to have them. And maybe it was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> and they have, like, a lot of opinions. Um... Surprisingly, one, 
my pets. Like a lot of people have a lot of opinions on the amount of animals I should have. <laughs> if I should be dealing with the issues we're dealing with. When and if they should be put down. What? Oh yeah, I get this all the time. If they should be around the kids, how they shouldn't, should it be medicated? Should you, she be medicated? Honestly, if people have asked me with Sadie, like, oh, should she be on Prozac? Well, uh, if she's not, she bites me children. So, yeah. I mean, it's not like I haven't gone around about this. It's not like I haven't been in rescue for like 20 years. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of stuff with the pets because also preferred word nowadays is reactive. So Sadie's not so bad anymore, but she was from a hoarding situation. Mm -hmm. So she is reactive in certain situations, especially fear-based anxiety and around food. Okay. Duke has been reactive slash aggressive slash an asshole his whole life. (laughs) And that's just who he is. And now he's like a little bit broken, so he's a little less so, but he still thinks he's got his spunk. But people are like, oh, you, you have your kids around then? The fact that I kept Sadie after she bit Scott and I is, like, beyond people's comprehension. But, I mean, we can get into it. But also, if you put a rehabilitated hound who has a bite history back into the rescue program... They're done. They're done. Yeah, it's like a death sentence. But the kids stuff, have you tried this? Well, you know, when my kids were young, this and this and this, I get that a lot. Before having kids, everyone just wants to warn you. This did not help my prenatal depression and no. anxiety. Oh, just wait. Just wait. If there were two words just wait. I could take out of the English language, just wait. And I was already like so upset. It's not even the right word. Well, no, I, it's the fear of the unknown. Yes. You were on um, like on high alert. I was already so anxious. Yeah. That it was like not... Is it for somebody to say that then? Just spinning fear and anxiety at you. Mm. And then you'll like this house stuff, decor, where they shop, what's in and out, what you should do, what color you should paint your cabinets, what you should do with this and this. Oh, well, this is out. This is in. People have a lot of opinions on house stuff. Um, and big events, that always brings out a lot. Like weddings, you know, do not miss dealing with that. Like yeah. if you're having a big event, everyone. Because if you've had a wedding, then you're a wedding expert. Just like if you've had a kid, you're a kid expert. Absolutely. So those are like the big things that I can see it happening. Well, I let's just segue into strategies. Let's just talk it's about strategies. Getting me fired. <laughs> just it's thinking what I about all the unsolicited advice. <laughs> should we do another cheers? Because it yeah. just sounded so. I'm like, we should just sit here and do that. I know it's just so pure. <laughs> Such a pure cheers. <laughs> Okay, do you Ooh, do also we sprayed Palo Santo real spray with crystals <gasps> infused in it. So we either incited the demons or exercised them, but it might have something to do with the high pitched champagne ting that we've achieved. No, I choose to believe that we shooed the demons away. Yeah. Um, okay. I wonder if I use that with Kellen if it'll work. Exercise the demons. If I just tell color. him and I cast him out. <laughs> cast you out of him. <laughs> I'm going to give it a try over coffee tomorrow. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So do you want to do your strategies first? Oh, I do. You want to hear them? Yeah, I do. I I really do. Okay. So we each came up with like three or four. Here's my first one. This is my favorite. I also think your personality has a lot to do with how you accept or deal with unsolicited advice. Like some people kind of like scround it. Mm -hmm. I'm not like really a skirter. (laughs) (laughs) You're not? (laughs) I like... Want to tell them where to shove it. Yeah. But, I mean, I can be polite at times. But So my first one is I outrank them with a professional. 
<laughs> no, I love this one because it's so effective. Okay, so okay, give me so, an example, please. Okay, so someone says like, oh, well, you should, if if he's doing that, or this rash is this, or this, or potty training this, or I say, oh, I'm following the advice of our doctor. <laughs> or that's not what my vet or trainer said. Not the back of the bottle of the doTERRA essential oils. (laughs) Oh, I did have a mom in preschool. I didn't want to bring it up because I understand some people like essential oils. I love them too. See, I happen to be very afraid of them because I don't have a sense of smell. So anything like... Oh, yeah. And it is proven that some of them are harmful to animals. And so I can't bring them in this house. Like cats are very sensitive to some essential oils. So it scares me. Because it's like something I can't do. Well, JR, when he was... Two, he got ear infections every two weeks. I mean, it was so bad, and the count got so high that finally it was like, no, the pediatrician's like, yeah, you got you got to see an ENT. Yeah, because some kids, the eustachia tubes, they just don't reach, and it's his biology and whatever. Yeah. So fluid was getting in their ear, and we had to get tubes. Well, this I told this mom this at preschool pickup one day, and the next day she showed up with a baggie for me from. Young Living. And she said, my son had ear infections too, but I um, healed him with oils and chiropractic. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. Like, I can see, I'm not saying some things don't help. Right. But you can't tell me that all the doctors are wrong that I saw about JR that said he needs, and as soon as he had his ear tubes in, never had an ear infection again. Yeah. It's the the word healing that troubles me. (laughs) Like I'm all I'm all about like miracles, <laughs> but to claim that you're able to like heal your I fix the problem. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like no. no, no thanks. No, and I don't want to call you for more oil, but so that's what I do. Another like for example, I will Sadie. I'm gonna talk about you next. Watch it. Look at her. Look at her glare at me. Stop it. Sadie is a rehabilitated hoarding heartworm hound. That's her formal title. (laughs) And there are a lot of people who have a lot of opinions on um, somebody very close to me that says, oh, you should just put your hand in the bowl while she's eating. That's how I trained my dogs. It's literally the worst thing you can do. I worked with a trainer. I've done everything I can to get her back on track, and now she is back on track. Like, I I sought the advice of a professional. Mm -hmm. You cannot put... A dog that had to fight for its food, yeah, and there was not enough food. You cannot then mess with its food. Like that's just not. It's counterproductive. You're asking to get bitten. So, this is also from a person that has only had purebred like schnauzers. So you can't. It's not comparable. So anyway, with a professional, that's not what my vet said. Or I'm following the advice of our doctor. Yes, that's a great one, that. moms, especially with little things and kid issues. You say, I'm, I'm following, following the advice, advice of our doctor. Yeah, I love that. Another one I like to do is to try to, like, understand where they're coming from because some personalities, and this is the truth, are just fixers Mm -hmm. and they feel like they need to offer suggestions. Like, some people are good at saying, oh, my God, I'm so sorry that happened to you. And some people aren't good at saying it. Yeah. And instead they say, well, you should just, you know, they, like, have to give you a solution because they're very logically minded. And they want to help in some way. Yes. Yes. And so they just are quick with the solve, and that's just their personality type. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of green auras. So (laughs) I I know this because Scott's half green, but um, 
Or sometimes they're just self-important and arrogant. Sure. And that's their personality type. Yeah. Narcissistic. And it's bring it back on me. I, I know. Yes. Yes. So. I, there's, there, there's a lot of validity So if that. you can kind of like find that anchor, like where are they coming from? Yeah. Can be helpful. Another really good one. I already have a plan. Oh, I, I don't need that. I already have a plan. Or point out the difference. Because it's not apples to apples. For example, when I was breastfeeding a baby boy on demand throughout the night and a stay-at-home mom and I didn't have a feeding schedule because I didn't have to and I didn't choose that. Jer mm-hmm. was very difficult, a, a terrible sleeper and an on-demand feeder. And I would have people who gave formula scheduled and did daycare, which is not right or wrong. It's just a very different, different. circumstance. And sometimes girls and boys are very different feeders, to be honest. Yeah. And they had all this advice, and it's like, but that's not my plan. Or you have to remind them it's not apples to apples. Yeah. Like, the, that circumstance is very different from my circumstance. Right. And like, so my child is living in a very different environment than yeah. yours, and a different schedule. Yeah. You can't just compare it. No. It's not this all the same. No. And in the grand scheme of things, nothing can be compared. Really. Right. Because everyone's a, a unique individual. And my last one... I really think you should give this one a try because it's highly effective. You counter by asking them very inappropriate questions. <laughs> I need to get better at this. I need to get better at this. You say things like, like remember from our episode with Kate, our lesbian mom? Yeah. When you were like, um, how many times did you have to have sex with your husband on the <laughs> playground? Or you were like asking Ask about the about sperm. Your, yeah. Asking about the husband's <laughs> sperm. See, I need to get better at that. Yeah. Or you say, when are you having more children? Or how's your marriage, Brenda? Or how much money is in your bank account? And when they act surprised, you just say, oh, I just thought we were taking turns asking each other very inappropriate questions. <laughs> I don't do this. I wouldn't have any friends. I'm just saying it's funny to think about. It is funny to think about. But I want to get better. And it's funny you say that because my last suggestion, it's not the same, but it's on par with not the same. Not as overt. It's got the same vibe to mm. it. Feeling the vibes. Yes. All right, go to your list. I'm excited. Okay, so my list, they're similar ones. I, I feel like that's probably why we're friends, um, is because we have a similar approach to living. <laughs> um, but my first one is to say, like, where is this coming from? Okay. I feel like most people have, most people have good intentions. And they are, like you were talking about, they want to have some kind of answer a solution or offer something. Right. And they just can't be a good listener. That is one of my strategies, is while they're talking and talking and talking, <laughs> is to say to myself, their intentions coming are from? good. Yeah. Yes. Like, where is this coming from? Okay. My second one is to actually say out loud, we never know what we're going to do as parents until we are literally in that situation with our own children. And this comes from, you know, saying, well, I would do this. Um, You know, if my child had that, I would do X, Y, and Z. Well, actually, until you're in that situation, it's hard for me to, it's hard for us to connect and be on the same page. And I think just throwing it out there. And if that person doesn't want to be my friend, Take a hike. <laughs> um, so, and then the other one was saying, you know, let's just say someone says you should do blah, blah, blah. 
I like to say, well, we take a different approach to parenting. Like, I start with that, and I... <laughs> um, then the rumors fly. You know all those moms on the playground so, are like, the Ragos are gypsies. No, so- <laughs> well, first of all, everyone knows that my family is crazy. So, like, over the years, we've just proven that. So, at this point, there's just clear... There's people who just run when they see me coming, and then there's people that hug. There's no in between. You either run when you see me or you want to talk to me. So this, the third recommendation I have is saying, we take a different approach to parenting, which focuses on something called the polyvagal theory. And then you confuse them yeah. with the scientific you, theory. You start talking about the Pythagorean theorem. Yes, and then I, right? <laughs> and then I'm like, here's what this Pythag- or Pythagorean. <laughs> Yeah, here's what the polyvagal theory is. It's all about fight or flight mode. And then I completely divert and get them off on a different... podcast about it. It's amazing. Yeah, I Mastin Kit podcast, side note. He's a wonderful coach, and he does these little snippet podcasts in only like 15, 20 minutes and talks about like a theory or an application. Yeah. And and he talks about that. The polyvagal theory. Yeah. It's very interesting. It, I mean, it is very interesting. And that that really, I think, is our... Sadie doesn't want to hear about it. No. Did you just hear her snort yeah, she just at you? Is like, that what people do? They go... They snort <laughs> at me constantly. <laughs> so then my fourth suggestion, which I need to get better at, I channel my inner Alexis Rose from Schitt's Creek. And I know you haven't watched <laughs> no, this series yet. No, I don't know what yet, this means. But anybody who has watched Schitt's Creek knows that Alexis is very direct and she'll say things like, well, I probably won't be doing that. (laughs) So like someone will say, that is so great. Someone will ask her like, can, Hey, can you help me like clean this up? Well, I probably won't be doing that today, but thanks. (laughs) And then just immediately segues into another conversation. I mean, just saying it. Well, okay. Well, I probably won't be doing that, but thank you. How do people react? Um, I've done it a couple of times to my mom <laughs> because you can test it out really well with you your can. mother. Yeah, it's the test drive right there. Um, or like a sibling. Yeah. I probably won't be doing that. Or like with your spouse or your partner or whoever yeah. like lives in your house. Try it out with them. Um, it's hard to refute such blunt honesty. It is, but it kind of gets fun when you respond that way. Yeah. Well, I probably won't be doing that at all, so... Let's just go with my way. And then people are so thrown off because they don't don't know what to do. So those are my suggestions. (laughs) You know what we should have asked? We should have asked for people like the best unsolicited advice that they've gotten. Well, someone did tell me that thieves essential oils will cure my child's autism. Yeah. So there's a lot of those situations where my child will be cured of all his ailments if I just, you know, put a diffuser out. Do not get me wrong. I used to use essential oils lots. Um, and it did help my kids during, like, cold seasons and everything. But then one of my children became allergic mm-hmm. to one of them. And I couldn't do that anymore. Like, it yeah. just can't be in our house anymore. I'm trying to think of one other one that was really... Oh, you're just going to have to pray it away. You don't, need to, you don't need to go to a counselor you need to go and in, into prayer. Mm-hmm. So my answer to that was, well, I'm fully in a relationship with Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> and I believe, so here's, here's a good one. If someone brings out Jesus or God or religion or some <laughs> stuff, this is how you respond. I believe that God has given lots of different people talents 
So therapists and doctors and God has given us these magical things like science so that we can help ourselves. So I believe that those professionals are a godsend. So I'm going to stick with them. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I digress. Hot topic. It is a hot topic. That's what I'm talking about. You pulled a really interesting article. Yeah, because this I felt was a little calmer and nicer than we would be. So, (laughs) and it's psychology today. And it is. I mean, these are very effective. So it's written by a therapist, and she says she doesn't get a lot of unsolicited advice from other professionals because what they do is so confidential. So Mm -hmm. when she usually gets suggestions, it's from clients who suggests things like a new paint color for her office walls. See, home decor. (laughs) And in her role as an author, she says she gets a lot of unsolicited advice. Absolutely. Yeah. You should write about this. You you know what? I um, am surprised by how many people hire me to write their resume and then... Don't do anything I say. Yeah. (laughs) Or they like edit it and send it back totally messed up. I'm like, I'm sorry. You're literally paying me by the hour for me to go redo everything I just did. And now to explain it to you on the phone about why I did it in the first place. I don't understand when people are like that. Yeah. I try not to take those on if I can tell that they're going to be. Oh, God. So responding to unsolicited and bad advice can be a bit of an art form if you sound semi-interested, you may open the door to more bad advice. Oh, that's so true. Indeed. But if you shut the person down too aggressively, you may damage your relationship with them. The key is to reply in a manner that doesn't give away your personal power. Here are six ways to respond to unhelpful advice ranked in order of assertiveness. Ooh. You want to take number one? Yeah. So she says to say, I'll think about that. I'll think about that. I'll think about that. Even if you don't actually plan to think about it, this is a polite way to respond. The danger, however, is that person may check back with you in a few days to see if you're really going to take their advice. Or I think then they just don't stop talking. Like if I said, I can see this happening. Like Like they say something. Yes. And I go, hmm, I'll think about that. Well, and then they just explain it more. Yeah. So it's hard to... That's not a quick shutdown for me. That's not good enough for me. No. Well, and I think this is why she's ranked it. Yeah. Okay, you do the next one. A little bit more assertive. Good idea. I'll consider if that's right for me. This makes it clear that just because the other person prefers to do something one way doesn't mean it's right for you. Whether your mother-in-law weighs in on your parenting strategies or your friend comments on your eating habits, make it clear that there isn't a one-size-fits-all scenario. Ugh. And it's, you know, that's true because they cannot, you cannot argue with someone about what's right for them. Right. Yeah, that actually could work. And I feel like that could stop the conversation. That part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Possibly. At least give them pause. Yes. Okay. The third one is, (laughs) I do love the word interesting. That's an interesting opinion, but I prefer (laughs) to do it this way. This works well when someone is standing over you, expecting you to make an immediate change. If you have no plans to change, just come right out and say so. See, I like this one because it's slightly uncomfortable, but not like Peter, the husband, will go right there and be aggressive. Whereas I'm like, I want to validate that they have an opinion, but it's just not going to be a good fit for me. (laughs) So this is kind of where I would weigh in. With my response. That's interesting. (laughs) 
<laughs> I usually, you know what? Usually I say thanks for that recommendation, but I don't think that's going to be a good fit for me and my family. See, I like that. It's hard to refute. Again, that's, yeah. a, that's a good one. Um, the next one. I... <laughs> I love that. I might I say, I'm going to say this to Peter later. You just I'm say, not looking for any advice right now. <laughs> That's what you say. Or I say, I wasn't asking for advice. Yes. I was asking for compassion or for understanding. Or for, yeah, I've, I've told Scott that. I'm not looking for advice right now. That's number four. Whether your sister is weighing in on your latest relationship or a colleague is giving you SEO advice from 2010, make it clear that you aren't interested. Be firm and assertive so other people know that you have no interest in hearing more. I do or like I like to one. use the equivalent of that is, that's not what the research says. <laughs> it, true. Like, Ooh, like that's on a, good a career exploration or resume is like, I, I know what the research says. Like, I'm a professional. Like, yeah. that's not what the, no, you cannot do that. That's not what the research says. I'm sorry you think that you should put an objective at the top of your resume and make it all about what you're looking for in this moment. But that's not what the research says. That's not effective. That's why you've hired me as yeah. a professional. I've had to do this so. frequently. I mean, that's just the answer. It's yeah. not proven by research. Oh, I love that. This one I do love. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pull this one out when it has to do with certain people talking in my life talking about, like, politics. Ooh. I'm going to pull this one out because I like this. So the last suggestion is that's not actually in line with my values. I, that is powerful. I know. And I don't think that's aggressive. I just think that's a powerful statement. And that shots that shit down Yeah, the other version of that is out, demon. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the writer says, if someone tells you to do something that you don't believe in, make it clear that the advice goes against your values. If the idea has some merit, acknowledge that. Sure. Say something like, yes, I could make money by operating my business on a religious holiday, but that goes against my values. I think that is excellent. Like, if there's some part of it that is valid, make it clear, like, yeah, I agree with that, but that other part, yeah, that's not going to fly for me. Right? Yeah. Satan, I bind you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to... I have to say, all this demon talk is by the shows that I've been watching because I have discovered Discovery Plus as a streaming platform. And the top headers say true crime, paranormal. But I mean, it's like unbelievable. Like all these. And I'm like, I, all of these things are haunted. Like they're all things I like. Yeah, Discovery Plus is all that. I'm deep into the throes of cult still. Oh, I know. Oh, there's so many. Yeah. So I can't get into demons just yet. No, <laughs> so stay with okay. my cults. Don't. It's scary. Well, I think these are all good suggestions for where you're at. So whether you are like a new mom and you're just starting to get that unsolicited advice, unless you are like very, unless you know yourself and you're solid in your plan, I think it's you grow into being more assertive for yourself. Yeah. Like, I always thought I was assertive with my own thoughts and values, but then what happened was I was immediately put in my place when I had children and had to deal with all this bullshit. (laughs) Because then I was like, oh, crap. I said that I didn't want to give my children food in the grocery store while we were shopping. Until they started screaming. Yeah, I would never, (laughs) ever do that. You know, I don't like to say motherhood is a journey, but it really is in that you get to be a different sort of of mother from your first child 
even if you only have, and I don't want to say only, but even if you have one child and you're choosing to have one child in your life and not more, you're a different parent from who you were when that baby first came into your life to when they're 16 years old. You know, yeah. there, there's a difference. So I think that we all change our parenting styles throughout the years. And that's the point, too, that I want to make throughout the years. I'm not, like, picking on anyone, but I have found, even people my own age, if you've been through that, you sometimes I think we need to be careful to not be a harsher critic or judge because we have been through that. Yes, or been through what we can consider, like, worse. Oh, like, well, oh, I've been... Yeah. That's nothing. Like, not even bringing... That doesn't know, like, mean that their experience isn't trying. Or stressful. Because, yeah, like, yeah. everyone has their own stresses. And you can be harsher without meaning to be just because you've been through it. Oh, that's nothing. Or, well, I did that. I, I made it through. Yeah. Well, I have... Yeah. Diminishing that. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's something to be careful of. As the listener. Yeah. So... You know, we've talked a lot about what you can say when you're getting the advice, but what if you're like the giver? Like, what if I've been the offender of that, of being like, oh, just read this book and, you know, you should be able to figure out how what sleep schedule works best for you. But I found myself hearing myself talking and giving unsolicited advice. And then I started saying, I'm going to preface this with this is what worked for for my family. So take what you need and leave the rest. Yeah. Probably the best thing to do is if you're giving it, trying to give advice, say, do you want advice? Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Because maybe someone just wants to vent. I need to get better at this. I don't know if you're bad at this at all. I'm, I think, I think just like everyone can relate. Everyone, yes. especially as a mother, has been given unsolicited advice Mm -hmm. and maybe you are a little eager to give your own advice if you've just been through something and so maybe that's something to consider or take pause and say like are they looking for advice Mm -hmm. and kind of self-check yourself in that way yeah it's hard it can be a hard thing because yeah you just want to help your friends and it also is dependent upon relationships sure you know like you may be able to say something to your best friend and your best friend doesn't Take it that way. No, not yeah. at all. They're just like, you just consider it or whatever. But then if like the wrong person says it to you. Yes. Where you also like maybe have a little bit of a contentious relationship already. No, but I like, I think we God. can all just learn from this, this chat. And I just want to be a better, I think it, it also boils down to just being a better listener. Which is a strength and a skill. Yeah. So let's end this with some quick self-care Suggestion box. We're not doing recipe box because I am done with it. I gave you a ton. Stop asking me. (laughs) I'm not going to throw unsolicited recipes your way anymore. We're going to talk about self-care. Do you have one that you're thinking about this week? Why don't do yours first? Okay. Mine is, um, and I'm really going to try to do this. We are going away um, this weekend, and I am really going to try to not feel guilty about moments I take for myself. And I should have some help with this because I'm going away with family so I can make my sister-in-law do it with me and then I won't feel guilty. But sometimes like I'll sit there with the kids doing something that Scott could totally watch them do and he's probably content in doing so. He's sitting there listening to a podcast. But I'll sit there thinking, oh, I shouldn't miss something. Or he's sitting here, I should be here too. When really, maybe I should go take 15 minutes and 
take a walk on Lake Michigan. Yeah. You know, maybe I should take a little moment for myself instead of always being the giver and doer and all of that all the time. So my self-care suggestion is going to be an attempt to take little moments for myself and you do that for yourself. What's your little self-care suggestion, Bex? My self-care is very easy. So over the last few weeks, I've just been focusing on like health and rest, which is very difficult for me because I don't have time for that. So what I did spend a lot of time doing... I don't have time for health. I do not have time for my own health. Um, My self-care for this week is to not stop exfoliating just because it's the fall. So I exfoliate like a monster from like March to August because like my skin showing. But I've grown accustomed to this like wonderful like soft skin but I know that if I, if I like, you know, I mean, it's, it's You're the talking season. like the soap stuff, like that you do in the shower, like the <clears throat> yeah, it's a trader, gritty. Yeah, no, it's Trader Joe's. It's just a Trader Joe's sea salt that I do on like scrub. my legs mm-hmm. and my arms and a scrub, like every time I do a shower. And my skin was like super lovely. But now I know what's going to happen. I'm going to put on like knee high socks and big sweatshirts and I'm going to just forget, <laughs> you know, and then my hair is going to grow super long. My leg hair is going to grow out you of my socks. And I just, I'm not going to let that happen this year. I'm not going to say that I'm going to shave, but I will say during this fall season, I will say that I'm going to continue to exfoliate liberally, you know, touch my own leg. At least the skin will be soft underneath the hair. <laughs> And I'm going to try and shave. So that's mine. Continue to exfoliate even though it's winter and our bodies are covered up by lots of layers. Yeah. It was a wonderful episode. I hope so. I want to see how these work for you. So if you try any of these or if you have some of your own, give us some feedback. MDM the pod on Instagram. And uh, tell us what happened or uh, tell us what you like to say. And I will report back because I'm going to try some of these. Ooh. The more assertive ones. <laughs> On that end of the spectrum. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Here's to you. Here's to us. Here's to moms. Ooh, it's just so good. It's so good. Come sip with us again next week. Sorry, but something just like flew outside the window. Well, I know it's probably it's the demon. (laughs) The demon. We also have bats in the tree. Oh, we have flying squirrels. It scared me. We have owls. (laughs) Oh, I wonder what it does. Did you hear that? It's like breaking me. (laughs) Now, if you see eyes and there starts to be scratching at the window, now that is Harold, and you should tell him to go away.